0: Welcome to the Draft Doctors podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Gam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fears. Today we're talking one of my favorite shows, The Sleepers Show. That's right, the late round unknowns, haven't been, maybe never will be, someone who definitely is not a sleeper. He never flies under the radar. He's on the tip of everyone's tongues. One of the most influential people in fantasy football. Stato, how
1: are you? I'm very well. Your curse of cricket continues. Uh, Last two days, uh, one total washout, and then a little bit of water on the wicket in uh, Geelong has therefore uh, uh, destroyed that game only six overs in. But um, I will say... uh, Hasn't hurt my Supercoach team too much, so I'm, I'm not complaining. Yeah, big fan of the Murdoch ball there, Stato. And, um, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be super relevant Just- when
0: we release this pod in like fifteen days or whatever it is.
1: <laughs> oh, isn't that long? <laughs> I forgot about that. I thought it was coming straight Wednesday. Sorry, mate.
0: It's not. It's not. We're going to keep the other show somewhat relevant. Anyway, would
1: you like? To, would you like to do another
0: welcome? No, no, I think this peels the curtain back perfectly, <laughs> <laughs> the listeners uh,
1: so, so we'll let the listeners know um, uh, I'm off on a work trip uh, first thing in the morning. In fact, um, I'm flying out in less than 12 hours, and um, I'll be away for a few days, then I come back a few days' work, and then I'm off overseas until January, so we're just pumping a few out.
0: Hashtag our rich um unbelievable scenes I just worked in <laughs> I just worked an unpaid Sunday so that's how it's gone for me anyway yeah. uh we are talking sleepers I'm very excited about this one um there has been some big changes to a fantasy obviously with round zero or whatever you want to call it opening round not counting um, but there's going to be some options in uh, terms of manipulating scores um, I haven't got my phone with me, so I can't see the text I got, Uh, but I'm sure it's probably coming out. The traders have probably put a podcast out about all that sort of stuff. So it's probably relevant and check it out over there, and we'll talk about that uh, as we get a bit closer to the seasons. But sleepers, uh, man, I love it. I love it. We're going to have to mine some gold this year, especially in the forward line. Stato, why don't you kick us off? Uh, Who are you looking at late in drafts?
1: Yes, I've got three. One may be a little bit mid-draft, but the other two are definitely deep, and the first one's deep, and that's Sam Banks, who's a defender for Richmond, a highly skilled player who can play both defence and midfield. Um, Played six games last year, but now he'll cement his position on the wing uh, as the Tigers rebuild. He's not really a keeper option because the likelihood is he'd be just midfield status from 2025 onwards and is more of an outside than an inside player, but he can get inside minutes, Um, but definitely a sleeper for redraft leagues in 2024. He's one of those players that through his underage missed a bit of time through COVID, but his under-16 form at Nationals was simply outstanding. He's been developing in the VFL over the past two years um, and provided uh, four scores in the 90s and two tons. With the opportunity to make the wing on his own, he's an elite running power, decision maker with great skills. They will give him every opportunity. So predicting a probably mid-70s average to make him fieldable, in the defensive line and someone I'll be looking to pick up late in my draft.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting team. It's sort of, um, you know, the new coach is always interesting, I think.
1: Yeah. So he's just squared away, game time. Yeah, yeah, no, he's fine. Rolling into his third year. Got some opportunities this year, but... uh, will move straight up. He's one of those um, that they thought they'll develop for a couple of years, which is exactly what he's done. But when you're a great decision maker, good turn of pace, elite running power, um, and very silky skills, he's just going to get a lot of game time.
0: Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, So my first sleeper is going to be George Wardlaw, uh, our warlord from the North Melbourne Football Club. Uh, I think we sort of spoke about in the last show, which is the NFI show. Stater, so you weren't super clear about the North Melbourne midfield. I find it hard to believe that they deny this man, even if it's as a defensive midfielder in the centre square. And I think that can become a fieldable score. So he, Wardlaw, obviously we had no preseason last last year at all, and of all the North Melbourne midfielders had the least time on ground uh, at 59% per game he still somehow managed to average the most tackles per game the most pressure acts and win the most free kicks despite having that super super low time on ground for the for the midfield group at North Melbourne he had and I look at some of the guys he's competing with whether it's Will Phillips or if you the ghost of Hugh Greenwood he, like he had more clearances than Will Phillips his kicking stats are superior to guys like Simpkin and Will Phillips. Um the the numbers are good. He has a good inside, outside game, wins the ball um in contested, uncontested fashion. Ground gets gets outside unlike Will Phillips. So I just I, I find it really hard to believe he isn't the second player locked and loaded in there.
1: I, just interesting that I thought you were against blokes that just do a lot of tackling and build a lot of scores from their tackling mate.
0: I don't think he builds well, he doesn't have a massive score profile. I am. I am, Stato. It's a good point you make. I am. <laughs> uh I think this guy's a cut above that. I think No, he is. Above.
1: He 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 looks very good. Um as we go back to the NFI, I'm not exactly sure what Clarko's going to do, but you you know quality's gonna get game time, right?
0: I think so, and especially if – I just think defensive is so important. Yeah. And the ability to win your own ball, he just has that. And, again, the kicking uh, – I'm probably not a massive Simpkin guy now, sort of. I just think these He's kids – of
1: drop off the radar here, isn't he?
0: These kids are going to go past him. Yeah. Um. So, and I think Wardlaw is the cut above. So, any anyway, that's how I feel about it. Uh, he's going to cost
1: you absolutely nothing in drafts. I, I, I like it. Yeah, don't mind it. All right, my second one. Uh, I think we both like this boy. Um, so he may go mid-draft rather than really late, and that's Connor McDonald. Forward status this year for, for Hawthorne. um I'm really a little bit unsure what Pace Hawthorne's rise will be. There's a lot of debate about that at the moment of whether they'll be knocking on the eight or they're a couple of years away from that. But um, they'll start putting the the quality in um, and he certainly is that and very impressive player. And he's one that I rate above them all. They've got a lot of good kids. C-Max the man for me. Uh, has yet to have the perfect role uh, but will continue to build. He only had 3% of Hawthorne's CBAs last year. In fact, it was only six of his 21 games where he recorded a CBA. Uh, but to ensure you all understand the impact in CBAs in scoring power, in Round 10 he was the sub. he come on during the third quarter He attended seven CBAs and scored 74 AFL fantasy points in less than a half. His Coates league average um, in his last underage year was 121. He is yet to play. um, He is sorry. He has played all but two games in his two seasons at the highest level um, and only twice as he played in the VFL. Uh, with scores of 101 in his first season and 126 in his second season. He has speed, defensive pressure, a brilliant inside game, and can't stop finding the pill. He averaged 71 points last year, moving into his third third season. Just natural development, see him get around the 80 average mark, Um, but if his role and time on ground improve, the sky is
0: the limit? Yeah, it's yeah. I'm also a fan, and I like the pick as a sleeper because I don't. I think someone drafted Con McDonald last year, and they said everyone laughed at him. Well, he he finished like a point behind Rochelle on average, yes. and he's gonna Richelli's probably going to go in as a top twenty forward. I reckon maybe around. Yep. Um, and even if you look at him, there's guys like I think people will pick. Archie Perkins behind him. I think they'll pick uh, Jamie Elliott, Tom Papley. I, uh, I think there's a lot of, probably Stringer maybe. I don't know. I think there's a there's a lot of players behind him who will probably be drafted um, in front of him when people are doing their rankings. So I like the pick as a sleeper. Uh, I think it's a good pick. And yeah, I'm completely completely on board with you there for the ratings. Um, what he can do, I don't know. I think it's a it's a tough team to really be a short of an inside role because I think there's a number of candidates, but he's someone who could maybe even succeed without a locked-in role.
1: Yeah, yeah, spot on. Just love the man, to be quite honest with you. So impressed with him. Um, yeah, can't wait to see him get a bit more midfield time too.
0: It's that that's and that's the question, isn't it? We're probably with a lot of these guys, and certainly the guy I'm going to talk about next is whether they'll get it, whether they get enough. Yep. Uh, anyway, I love the pick. Uh, my next player is Mateis Philippou. Don't know if that's how you say it. It's it's a weird, weirdish first name. Dodo, you got anything?
1: No, no. I'll, Philippou. I'll accept your version. This is,
0: The poo. Anyway, he's someone, he's probably not a player I'd gravitate towards because I don't know that he's going to get a solid midfield role. He's probably, but what I'm hoping is he can be the link between the mids and the forwards and still gets a decent enough chop out in there. Uh, his stats across the board were okay for a first year player. Um, but what I do like is Jade Gresham's out and a lot of the things Jade Gresham did are things I think Philippou can do, but he can also be that burst player from the stoppage that maybe St Kilda uh, don't have. He did get some midfield time at the end of the year, but we did see um, when we look at how much midfield time you need to be successful, he's probably not going to win enough to to really tip him into that 80-plus average. Uh, I think he can be fine, Um he projects as that mid forward time which isn't great but he's in the team that has the most marks in the league or did average the most marks in the league which probably bodes well for him Uh, good foot skills maybe that's how they want to play can he get to be a relevant player look 72 makes you a a rosterable player in this environment of alpha fantasy as a forward Uh, can he get more than that it's probably not the deepest midfield in the league, um, but it's certainly deeper than others. Are. So I'm not, I'm not convinced he's going to be a locked in midfield. But I think he's going to be able to do enough, uh, and I'm probably more in favour of him than some other guys. Maybe like a Bailey Humphrey, I'll put it that way. I, I, I'd put him above that in the rankings. Where and I think we're going to be looking at a lot of these guys to take a chance on in our forward line. So, so Philippu has a good defensive side to his game, which I think Ross will probably like. Um, and so I think that holds him in good stead. So we're just looking for that, I don't say slow build, but uh, certainly an improvement on his first
1: year. Yeah, it's funny. There's this sort of group of players that are somewhat similar. You, you Gresham, Perkins, Rayner. Um, I'm wondering where Poo and the one you mentioned in Bailey Humphrey um, actually sits. I think Poo and Bailey um, are something a little bit more special um, in regards to the fantasy scoring potential uh, over a uh, Rayner, who I think can break open a game, but doesn't mean he's going to score a lot of points, um, and I think Perkins is probably similar to Rainer. I think those five, if you end up having those five as your forward line, they could be superb next year, but they could all bomb as well.
0: Well, it's typically the player I would say avoid, right? They're not going to be midfielders. They're not going to be, you know, we, we could say, um, and I don't know who your third player is, but if you said to me, Joel Jeffrey, he's a better pick because he's probably going to get a better role yeah so, but I think we'd probably you know we've beaten enough drums, so you know, people know who we like, so they know <laughs> who to draft. I was trying to go a little bit, I know I love Wardlaw, so it's um but I think you know McDonald's a good pick and these they've been some good picks, I think Philip, who kind of fits the mold of a player who um maybe like a Rochelle last year didn't quite break out maybe as much as people
1: thought they would. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, my number three, um, it's not Joel Jeffrey, um, but I did put him into my calculations. But I've actually gone James Jordan. Um, So mid-forward for the Swans with forward status just intrigued me. But when I started looking through the data, uh, all of a sudden there was just a different perspective to look at him. So with forward status at the new club, and with opportunities, it actually becomes quite relevant, but still a sleeper. So he's about to turn 23. He's had three seasons playing senior footy, uh, totaling 60 games. The first two seasons were averages over 70. So in this year, that means he's a fieldable forward with what he gave us in his first two senior years of footy. But the recruitment of Lockie Hunter found that he was actually more used as a sub uh, at the Ds. I think it was eight games in total. And therefore, his average dropped down to the mid-50s, so he's actually going to be quite late on the board. Yes, the Swans do have a lot of depth, but they recruited him for a reason and will get the opportunities to cement his place in the best 22. At times, he showed us scoring power with three tonnes at the AFL out of his 60 games, but it's the VFL level where he's played his best rounds of footy with six games in the last two seasons, with score of, scores of 123, 122, 96, 105, 158 and 150. With forward status and a good role at the Swans, I expect him to average probably mid-80s, So very much a sleeper forward. Scoring power uh, has shown in his first two years. Unfortunately, subbed a lot, but the VFL data backs him up, uh, and so did his junior numbers.
0: Well, it's an interesting pick. I wouldn't have never guessed that you'd uh, go with James Jordan. I know, uh, yeah,
1: I, I don't know, man. The data was compelling. He's actually fieldable with his first two years at Melbourne as a forward.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's and it's probably the similar to Philippus. These guys are gonna feel like frustrating owns. Could do. It's yeah, I mean I guess they pick him for a reason. They do? It's just it seems a hard team to score in, man. It seems a really hard team to score in.
1: Yeah, Errol found it very hard last
0: year. No, but but I mean that's, that's my point.
1: Time. But that's my point. I'm taking
0: the piss. <laughs> I'm just here for the listeners, man. Straight bats, straight bats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who's your last buddy?
0: Uh, it's our good mate, the Minge. I wouldn't want to wouldn't want to leave our good friends from uh, Greater Western Victoria, <laughs> or as I like to call it, <laughs> South Australia uh out in the lurch i've gone with mitch hinge former brisbane Lion legend anyway he made the move over to adelaide a few years ago and he's played a fair bit of footy uh in the last couple of years maybe without a great position but things really turned for the better for the minge in the last the second half of last year he's found a free-ish role in defense um and whether you look whether you want to call him a true sleeper or not that's entirely up to you he does come in as the i think it's the 39th defender by average 30 uh, 41st so he's certainly going in the the back half of your draft um and maybe even beyond that as people uh pick some superstars from beyond that and i think it's A fool's game, Stato. I think it's a fool's game. He averaged 91 in his last 10 games there. Once uh, Tom Dode was out, uh, he was freed up a bit. Led the team in intercept possessions. Led the Crows defenders in ground ball gets. He's out there getting his hands on the pill, getting a heap of of ball um, in that second half. Now, they did recruit Dan Curtin. Uh, to be sort of an intercepting player with decent foot skills. He's had a bit of a slow build, Dan Curtin, probably not rushing him along into the preseason from all reports. Um, And I think the Minge has shown enough to to sort of be loose. And I don't think Adelaide have really had a standout defender. That's sort of why I look at Adelaide and Gold Coast as, as teams who haven't, really got a locked-in fantasy option in defense. So someone's someone's going to be able to take it, take, a, take it by the throat there in defense for one of these teams. That's why I sort of like Joel Jeffrey as well. Um, just doing the ranks, there wasn't anyone there who really stood out for either team. And I think uh, if you look at uh, the Minja's stats in the second half of the year, it really... You know, he's playing loose. He's getting the ball... Um, and I think he, his numbers are pretty good for fantasy. Whether he's actually doing any good or not, I'm not sure about that. But you look at other guys we've talked about in the past, like Malera, um, and even the first-year player, McElhaney, whatever the fuck his name is. These guys are actually winning one-on-one. In, these guys are actually playing good defense, and that's not what the minge is doing. Like He's at, he's, he's just loose because he'd, he'd get beaten otherwise. So I, I like that player. Give me him.
1: I, I'm... I've just learnt my out if I mispronounce a name or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, That's just the automatic out. You've saved yourself, haven't you?
0: We'll send that through to BT right (laughs) now.
1: Yeah, Um, Hinge, interesting one. He just had that little um, burst through the season where he looked like he's a hugely relevant fantasy player, but it's all for a role, isn't it? It's... Gets the right role, he's going to score. Yeah, it is,
0: and I, I, you know, I don't think it's a locked in option, but yeah, it's an option if he has that role, and he scores yep. you ninety points a game. <laughs> that's,
1: that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm, it's weird. Um, I've tipped Laird to be the number one scorer. Um, I don't know too much about else about Adelaide at the moment. It's one of those teams, and God, I hope they're playing round O, Um, just so we can have a bit of a look. I think they are one of those. Um, Just need to know how they're setting up.
0: I'm pretty sure they're
1: not, actually. Um, I'll have a look. I thought all the teams that were
0: West weren't playing. Uh, Well, because Saligo was an option. I thought he was a pretty good Yeah, no,
1: you're right. He's got a buy. Yeah. Damn. Damn, unfortunate. I think there's a lot right. of sleeper picks for Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. They're a little bit like North Melbourne. Outside Laird. I'm a little bit unsure what's going on.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Anyway, we'll get into it. Was there anyone else who you thought, maybe, maybe like Joel Jeffrey that you were a bit sick of talking about,
1: or anyone else Yeah, I just thought I raised him too much. I looked at Bailey Humphrey, to be honest, um, which is a bit like your poo pick. Um, But again, with the new coach, I want to see their midfield set up, to be honest. They are playing round O, so we get a bit of an insight there, um, which is beneficial. Um, It's going to be interesting when people do their drafts. They're going to allow everyone to see those uh, eight teams before they draft or do it before round O so no one gets inside?
0: I'd rather do it like, say, the Saturday night. So you might miss a game or two, but at least yeah. you've got some matches just because of the injuries.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It's always awful when you trade someone in or you draft someone and, the next week there's a serious injury they're out for the year.
0: Yeah, 100%. There,
1: there goes my second pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember we started, I um, don't know if I'll continue that or not, it sort of lost its um, legs a little bit, but we had the draft doctor's keeper. um, And I oh, and I won that, that year, but I had the last pick, pick 10. So all the good midfielders were gone and I thought, I'll just get the next bloke averaged 111 and 110 the year before. Dan hannabury was my first pick in the Draft Doctors Keeper League. That's how long that's been running. I reckon he played 20 games max for me. Saints legend. <laughs> um, now, you asked for questions, Steve, um, but you asked for two pods. Yeah, I've got um, so, them here. So you're going to have to filter through.
0: Yeah, I've got it here. I'm. I'm, I can do this. This is fine. It's fine.
1: It's two movement parts. I've seen you before.
0: Uh, I'll worry about that in the second pod. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Russ, Russ, his sleepers are Billings, Chapman, Jack Ross, and Sharp.
1: Uh. Okay. Billings, yes, totally agree. Um, I'm on board. Chapman, yes. Um. Jack Ross, I'm a little bit unsure. So where is his best position?
0: That's everyone's talked about him. Everyone's talked about him.
1: Mm. And Jeremy Sharp, um it's from it's is it nod and sharp or just one of them that gets on the wing at Fremantle? Ah, uh,
0: I think I know Sh- Who's sharp? Nod. And there was two others training out on the wing from reports early. Erasmus? No, I think they're, I think he's inside. He's gone inside. Well, it's just a training because you know they need more inside. Chapman? No, he's in defence. Wow. Can I just talk about Chapman in defence um, um. quickly and just let everyone know... Um. Cause he's the hot name in these little draft circles, you know. When um Hayden Young went into defence, Jordan Clark averaged like <laughs> fucking mid nineties in those five games playing in defence.
1: So so when Young went into the midfield, Clark Clark blew it away. went up.
0: Clark went up.
1: I was really excited preseason for 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 Clark. And I almost went him in everything, and I decided not to. I wanted to watch. Um, And it was actually, in scoring-wise, the footy was fantastic, but in scoring-wise, it was really poor. I didn't realise he'd kicked up that much. Um, So that's quite interesting.
0: Those last three games, 114, 89, 99, and even before that, it was a bit – like, I had him – I had a decent shares of him last year, and I think he was okay. But there's remember there's the hundred and thirty
1: five pre-season game in three quarters.
0: There's there's a lot of potential there. I think, you know, we're all looking for the next big thing and maybe the mm. thing's the mid thing.
1: Yeah. Was Young training in the midfield? Yes. So young Erasmus, Sarong, Brayshaw, yep. Jager.
0: He wasn't Romero wasn't training, I don't think. So, fair enough. Yeah, but, I mean obviously it's a big expanded midfield.
1: But... I, I I don't know where to take Ross if he's sort of the best player late in the draft available, I'll pick him up and take a punt. Yeah. I don't do it with confidence.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Breakout Amada says Alex Widow is a sleeper against the views of most West Coast supporters he is best 22 and will be taking the majority of kick-ins should get a decent amount of pill back there again
1: this year God from when he was Brisbane days we thought he was going to be a superstar he's been nothing like is this our fantasy lenses took over on what Witho was like as a footballer.
0: Mate, we're just talking about Jeremy Sharp. Yeah.
1: So, yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> but in a thin Glasses. team, in a thin team, they can... Yeah. I mean, how's, really how's i Peirini... to see what
1: it looks like with her now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Nothington, potential second-year sleepers, Sardis, Cam McKenzie, Hewitt, Humphrey and
1: Jinby? Absolutely. All of the above.
0: I'd be interested in McKenzie. I liked Hewitt, but that foot thing scares me. Mm. Jinby should be locked into that midfield, you would think.
1: Got to be. Got to be.
0: And McKenzie, a lot of candidates to the Hawks.
1: Yeah, I'm McDonald ahead of McKenzie.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's a Rucks question. Forked hawk sleepers. Corey Wagner at Frio. Everyone talking Chapman, but can see him going to the wing and Brady Hoff, your boy at West Coast with backline outs, could see him keeping with it and out of the ones. Corey Wagner, did get a bit of a run at the end of the last year, Stato? No.
1: No, I think he's a depth player.
0: Boom. Take that, Corey your Jag, and your boy Brady.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like Brady. I really do like Brady.
0: There you go. Uh, there's rocks, Sam Cullen, what could Lockie Schultz average at the Pies? Average 78 as a pure forward, wondering if he could push 80-plus with CBAs.
1: I wouldn't have thought so. I think he's going to find it tougher at the Pies. There's... A lot of, a lot more people to share the pill with.
0: Yeah. Toby B. A um, lot Harry
1: Rouson. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like him. Um, yeah.
0: Harry Rouson, later um, in got games inside mid.
1: Yeah, it, it's just what his role and opportunity is. Uh, I, I like, really like the look at him. Um, but I don't think GWS are going to change a lot, right?
0: You wouldn't have thought so. I mean, we're projecting... I mean, I'm projecting Finn Callahan to really step up. I mean, how's he going to get past him? Yeah. Um, bro, well, they're rock questions. 2024, biggest sleeper, Callum Mills. Callum <laughs> Mills is a sleeper. I wouldn't even call Billings a sleeper. He's a late-round yeah, yeah, dude. Like, Jesus Christ, we've had him as a top-ten forward before. Yeah. Uh, Oogie Boogie says sleep. Bill- Come on, Oogie Boogie, you got to be better than this. Billings, Lynch, and Miller. Miller.
1: They're, they're, they're bargained because of end of the year. So Lynch is talking Tom Lynch. Yeah, that'll be late draft because of his injury. Yeah. Um, Billings will be mid because of the forward thinness, and Miller will still go, God, second round? Is worst that, case scenario. Do you think that's Took Miller? I think it is Took Miller. Fuck,
0: man, Took Miller's not a sleeper. Is there another Miller?
1: I'm sure there's another Miller. There's a Ben Miller, isn't there?
0: Maybe it's him.
1: I'll just... Maybe it is.
0: Miller. I can't be... Tuk. You can't be saying Took Miller's a sleeper. So the AFL Fantasy put out a... Not AFL Fantasy, but the AFL website put out an article on forgotten men and Took Miller was in there. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> forgotten <laughs> men. Probably came like top 10 in the best and fairest. Yeah. Uh, Dangerfield. Is Jeremy Sharp a big sleepy boy? 2021 showed immense scoring capabilities on a wing. Been killing it at... Rio's training so far, keep in mind it is the 10th of December when we are recording this. There's a lot of running and we know Jeremy Sharp can run.
1: Yeah. Um, He showed scoring power, so he gets the opportunity um, and remember being the the correct wing because there can be a dead wing in some um, (laughs) team's game plan. Um, But right wing, right opportunity, yes, he could be. But he's mid-only, though, isn't
0: he? Yeah, Jeremy Sharp, right winger. Yeah, right winger. Tough scenes. <laughs> um, also, Phil both as a ruck and a sleeper, apparently beastly at training. Has got the fourth yeah. status.
1: Yeah, he's... um, Look, he's an interesting one, and it puts an interesting thought, which is next week's pod on um, where Riley O'Brien sits.
0: A lot to be revealed, but I like the pick and I like the strategy. Um, uh, pack and send, as with every every year, I'm waiting for the Tom DeConing breakout.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you'll be waiting because they're gonna play two Rucks, right?
0: The problem is the other guy's a better rock.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: So, there we go. Thoughts on second rucks at... Well, uh, we'll do it now. Thoughts on second rucks at Melbourne and North?
1: Melbourne and North. Um, North have got a, um, a couple of the young, tall forward rucks. Um, I think Edwards might be one of those. Um, so, but they'll sort of go down that line, no doubt. And Melbourne, hmm. they're going to be pinch-hitting, aren't they? You would think so. Cause I don't think, is Ben Brown going to knock the door down again? Because he's sort of perfect for that dual role, the pinch-hit ruck piece. Um, Josh Shackey? Is, he still, got is he still playing? They got Shacky, didn't they? I'm sure they did. Surely he's the listed. No, I'm pretty sure Shacky's, um on. Let me have a look. Um, sorry, I've
0: got every player on this I mean, Van still. Ruin took enough to suggest he'll pinch hit as a chop out. T-Mac, if he gets a game.
1: Yeah. They're all – we're talking a lot of um, these older players for uh, North. So just having a um, look here, mate, we've got Josh Shackey, Melbourne forward, played two games still on the list. So he's an opportunity. Ah, Charlie Comden will be North. Yeah, you don't want these guys. The second rucks are just... Oh, they've got Coleman Jones as well. Yeah. A little bit thinner for um, Melbourne, though.
0: Pretty thin. There you go. And Heath Chapman's sleeper. We spoke about him. Leroy is Jai Clark a sleeper, if he gets that mid-time he was drafted for. Uh...
1: Yeah, well, um, I I don't know, because he's mid-only, whether he's going to be fieldable. Big on the keeper, right? Um, Big on potential breakout. Um, I just don't know how high the ceiling's going to be. He only played one game last
0: year. Yeah, I wouldn't get too excited in a redraft league, but certainly for keepers.
1: Yeah, keepers and... And um, salary cap is where Clark's got some value. Uh,
0: and Sam Cullen, this is the last one. We've got sleepers. He's got Jai Simpkin. No, nope. not, a, not a sleeper. Um, Jack Billings, you can debate whether he's a sleeper or not. Yeah. Uh, Chapman, who we've spoken about, and Jacob Hopper.
1: Yeah. I... Um, uh, I think Billings is going to be mid-draft. I think Chapman's. There's a lot of talk about Chapman, so I think he's going to go earlier than most people think. Uh, Hopper's certainly got the ability to be a high-averaging player, but body right, and and Simpkin, I th- I think he's looking at a fade. He, it's
0: it's an interesting one, Simkin, because he's the captain. These are all sort of more late value guys, guys who you're hoping to bounce back. In my opinion, not to be a hater, Sam. Um, yeah, Simkin he, he it was seemed, Sam.
1: He's he's hating on you.
0: Could be a new listener. Don't want to take any chances. <laughs> <laughs> Simkin is interesting in that we sort of there was, the team was thin and he didn't take that next step and he's got limitations to his game and now these kids are starting to come through Stato that's my worry for him
1: yeah yeah no that's fair
0: it'd be like if Gold Coast made Fiorini a couple captain a couple years ago
1: (laughs) it's Simpkins not Fiorini (laughs) take that Uh, take that that's strong words (laughs) In fighting words. He could, hey, he could have been a leader. We don't know. We don't know. Been, we don't know. It's true. We don't. There's not,
0: There's a world out there, Stato, in all the universes, where yep. Fiorini is an AFL premiership captain. Absolutely. Man can find the pill. Think about it. Think about it, people. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll wrap that up. And we'll get into the ruck, ruck ranks next week. So, whew fire it's ranking season get around it
1: get around it
0: thank you for listening to another episode of the draft doctors podcast don't forget to subscribe and review